We just got an email. Yeah. And I think it's about um, Comic-Con. Have you looked at it yet? No. What did it so, say? Is I don't know. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked at it yet either. I'll read it right now. You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. You know what? I don't think it was for Comic-Con at all. We might not even don't announce that we're we're going to do Comic-Con cuz we might we not? not. You ne- we not never know. It. We'll just get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think the, key I'm is, wrong. the key is we were I don't know, we might be doing a Comic-Con kind of like we did Fan Expo. We'll see. Remember when we did that we'll Fan Expo there. live episode everybody? It was a great yeah, episode. Yeah, maybe we'll see you there and we'll have to do the uh the comic book I just wrote just now. <laughs> Oh, that would be a really fun one. <laughs> yeah. Just superheroes and stuff. It yeah. went off the rails last time, as I recall. Always, everything we do always goes off the rails. It's great. Is that a good thing? Yes. Yeah. Because we allow it to. We embrace the chaos. Yeah. Is it a good thing to embrace chaos in one's life? You don't think it is? I don't know. what, But what do you mean by chaos? I. Do you embrace chaos? In general, in your life, are you a chaotic individual? No, not in life, but on stage for sure. Mm. Mm. You are chaotic. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're just you're defining me as chaotic. What do you mean by that? How am I chaotic? Shall I read a text you sent me a couple of days ago? <laughs> okay, I think, I think you should probably elaborate for the children. Uh, I'm I've become very introspective in my old you... years. You and, have. And um, yeah, maybe that is a chaotic trait. I am a Gemini. You are a, lot, a Gemini. A lot of people yeah. hate Geminis because we're two-faced people or something. I definitely wear that as a chip on my shoulder. I don't want to be hated. Um, of course not. No one does. <laughs> I think some people do. Um, but Hillary <laughs> sent me a text that said... <laughs> yes. It said... I keep thinking lately that I must have an inherent darkness in me to yeah. make to want to make fun of things. I'm sorry if I've been mean to you ever. <laughs> it came out of no and then my response to you was, What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I think it was not just what are you talking about? It was like capital W H A T are was. you talking about? It was capital what? It was just like what? What? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. And I hope you felt that. I don't um, know why I get this way. I think I've been really like trying. I know I say like I'm okay with giving up performing to a large degree. I don't think I am. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, that's totally fucking valid. <laughs> it is because you're so good at performing and it's what oh. you do. No, I mean, am I good at performing? What what is yes. what is good performing entail? What does that entail? It means being good, like being... <laughs> <laughs> it means it means being good, like you. It's like Selena. You have it. <laughs> well, there's good and there's bad. There's people who don't belong on a stage. You have stage presence. Oh, you yeah. believe what you're doing when you're on stage, and that makes the audience believe you. You're talented. You can sing. You're funny. You mm. write. You're you have a lot of talents, and they all lend themselves very well to the stage to performing. Yeah. Yes. It's it's. Why is performing such a fucking bitch? Do you know what I mean? Like the the industry is so cunty. It's it is. like so like it's a very abusive industry. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. Really is. Like it almost like abuses you. Like you're never you're never good enough, even mm-hmm. if you're talented. You're mm-hmm. never sure about being talented enough. You're never hot enough. You're never anything enough. Um, if you're too good, people don't like you. If you're not yeah. good enough, people don't like you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and I guess sometimes like you live the delusion, but like sometimes you don't and, uh, but and then it, our egos come into play. And if you see somebody succeeding, then you wonder why that's not your success all and, the time, all the yeah. time. Like, how do you, how do you cope with, um, 
jealousy, you know, like, you know, seeing somebody else's success. How do you cope with jealousy? Okay. My thing is when I see someone else succeeding, I have, I have, I guess I have delusional brain because I don't think they have that. So I don't have that. I think they have that. So that means it's possible for me to get that. Okay. So it's a possibility. You see it like as an opportunity. Yeah. It just shows me what's possible in the world and then allows me to go after that thing too if I want that particular have you always felt that way is that a natural trait that you're just like oh they do that maybe I can do that kind of attitude um I don't know I don't know like Mm. I've always had this like sense of being in my own lane kind of thing of Um, like always just kind of like not trying to follow what other people are doing and like doing my own thing but I do get inspiration from seeing other people succeed for sure Right. Like seeing Priyanka, like, first of all, Priyanka, let's talk about Priyanka. Okay. She is somebody who has uh, such a driven ambition. Yeah. And she goes after everything she does. And she, she does things at a level that no one else is going to, is going to achieve. None of, none of us in Canada are in ever going Can- to achieve. In Canada. I would in Canada. Say. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't want everything she has, but seeing how hard she goes after everything, mm-hmm. it makes me want to work harder too. And, and achieve the things that I want at that level. Even right. though I'm probably never going to reach that level. But sometimes I do wonder, um, speaking about Priyanka, for example, like I do wonder what she wants, like really wants. Mm. Um, I've seen, for example, her going after so many different things. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because she's not 100% sure what she wants, but she just has to try it all. And see. And I fully works. respect that because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm the same way. Like right. I, I, sit in many different lanes as well like different, yeah. very different um interests and and ambitions and you just kind of like throw everything at the wall and then you you like whatever sticks hey that's great yeah i have a hard time like just trusting in in what i actually like to do i think right i feel like in drag you you really get pushed into categories and you get pushed into yes. I mean in life and performing too just in general you get pushed into like your little box yeah. you know, as much as I wanted to be you know a romantic lead and as an actor mm. or something I was not that ever right. ever ever did ever. you did you really pursue that hard though like did you really want to be that lead no I mean like I think I like like being a weird person who beat marches to their own drum yeah um, but it was, I don't know, like, it's weird. Like, it just kind of, you just kind of fall into yourself or, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels weird. Um, yeah, I've always like, when I was in theater school, I always landed in the comedic sidekick yeah. role, but I, I relished in it. Like, I was like, okay, that's my lane. Yeah. Supporting yeah. actor. I was a supporting actor. Right. But then I was like kind of leady. I don't even know. So it's so hard to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I really like those parts. And I think you can relate to this is like, you sometimes get the bigger laugh. You get the bigger, like, Mm -hmm. you get more attention when you do a really good job in in, in a smaller amount of time. I remember this one high school teacher said to me this one time, uh, I guess she was kind of following me a bit. But she was like, you always, I, she, when speaking of me, she's like, you always do so much with so little that you're given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the best compliment. That is the best compliment. But is it? Like, yes. I, maybe I'm only capable of small things. Do you know what I but mean? But what's wrong with that? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I got. I actually got the same note when I was in um, at Randolph. Our graduating musical was a chorus line, and I got the yeah. role of Bobby, who's like doesn't really have many lines. Yeah. Um, but my director said to me in our exit interviews, he was like, "You took a really small part, and you made him feel like the lead." Yeah. Because I just did things on stage that kind of like pulled focus. <laughs> I was in a production. This is in theater school. I think I might have said this before, but. In production at theater school of Romeo and Juliet at the NAC or whatever, and which is wait, like I didn't know you the did National Romeo Art and Juliet Center. at the NAC. Yeah, I played Paris, 
who is the unlike undesi- unlikable guy that Juliet has to is being forced to marry, and then eventually. Oh my just, god, that's Paul Rudd in the movie. Yeah, but eventually he just kind of gets killed off randomly for no reason at all, and I don't know. I just mm, it was always. I remember there was this moment where the director, and I won't name his name for sake of his face, but he, um, he, uh, I, I remember very distinctly in rehearsals, we had to go in like a week early to start rehearsals with him or something. Yeah. And he went and said, well, I'm just trying to figure out who we want to play Romeo. Do we want someone desirable or do we want dot, dot, dot? And he turned directly to me and I was just, Maybe, you know, it was like a, a Freudian slip moment, but I was just uh-huh. kind of like, oh, I'm the character actor guy. Uh-huh. But like, I was like in the best shape of my life. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, it was like, yeah. Uh, and then at that moment, I was like, I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm still not good enough for Canadian theater. Do you know, like, yeah. I honestly think Canadian theater, I know they like to say that they're like wonderful, but like, they're just as full of shit as Hollywood. Yeah, of course they are. It like incredibly sexist, biased, like just yeah. kind of like always casting the quote unquote hot, hot guy. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And I that, can't believe he said that out loud in front of you. Isn't that gross? Yes. Isn't that? And also, gross? why wasn't that role cast yet? What are you talking about? Like, did, like when? <laughs> Well, we were we were doing like our final like before we went and did the show. Like it was a big deal to go to Ottawa and like be in a show in Ottawa and be like, ooh, right. Um, But we had to figure out who everyone was going to play, and so he was still kind of trying to figure out who everyone was going to play and was doing a little workshop with us. Okay. So I mean, but like, isn't that kind of gross? I mean, yeah. And I don't blame him, but like. Yeah, at the in the moment, it definitely like fucked with my my brain. Yeah, and these these are the reasons why there's so many image issues in Hollywood and coming from Hollywood. Like it's mm-hmm. it is such a messy industry. It really tears you down and like makes you question everything about yourself. Yeah, physically and mentally. Yeah, it's so weird. I've always like even when I do drag, like I've never really considered myself. Well, I'm like I'm when I walk into the room, I'm like, well, I'm never going to be the pretty one. Do you know what I mean? Like I walk into the room with the expectation. I'd be like, well, I'm not the pretty one. I'm the funny one who's going to wear the stupid thing. And that's what I do. Um, Which is really weird because on Camp Wanakiki, I feel like I, I was probably the prettiest one. But you were, I mean, you were in a castle <laughs> lesson, so <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so that was weird, actually, to kind of look back on that series and be like, oh, I'm actually kind of the pretty girl. And like the yeah. weird, the pretty girls of the camp world are actually kind of like looking at me being like, oh, you're actually kind of pretty. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> since yeah. when? Since when? Yeah, you change your circle and then your center changes. That's very true. You're yeah. depending upon where the center is. Yeah. Ha, yeah. Look at that. The center. So just hang around ugly people and you'll be fine. <laughs> I got a list of people you can hang out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean drag. Drag, drag, drag. It's 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 tough. I don't know why I've been so so thoughtful lately <sighs> but it, i mean i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing to be introspective yeah and i mean i really haven't been performing a lot but i've been and, i've been working so hard i feel like it's the biggest kept secret in the world to like have a life outside of your performing life you have to you know but like yeah. I, I, I've been working a full time job while I'm trying to do this, and I'm and yeah. finally I'm just like melting. I'm just like I literally cannot do two things at the same time. I'm just right. I don't know if I'm capable right now. Right. It's so right. hard. No, I hear you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'm thinking about getting myself. 
a job job for benefits. Nice. Um, yeah. But I'm I am scared of doing something else full time. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in that position like a year after making the plunge into like, right, I'm going to do full time. And I have to tell you, it's an adjustment because in my mindset, I was like, it's okay. I'm going to go in and I'm going to still be a performer. I can still do this. I can have everything. I'm a boss ass bitch. And honestly, you really test yourself and your limits. Yeah. Uh, Like I, I'm doing less right now. Yeah. Um, my show, I have a lot of shows, but they're all very spaced out. And I yeah. really like that. And uh, I think the reason I like that is because I don't have a lot else going on. So I have spare time. So that's really working for me. That's really not nice. financially, but it's working for me mentally. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, even I was just finding like every even even days off, like I would be spacing my my, my full time hours. Yeah. Like working every day. And then like my weekends, I would like shift around and like on the weekend I'd be doing something. It would be like, gosh, like recording squirrel talk or doing YouTube stuff or like doing a gig, you know, it was always something. It was like always something. And my mom would call me and be, be like, are you ever not busy? And I'm, I'm like, yes, of course I'm not that busy. I have time. I have time. Uh And I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't believe her that I was not, that I was a busy person. That, I was like, yeah. I'm not a busy person. I have time in my life. Right. But you are. I was a, fu- I'm a, I was a fucking liar. <laughs> you were in denial. I was in denial that I was. You couldn't see it. You had to step outside of yourself to see it. Isn't that wild? Uh, so yeah. so what, what, what kind of changes do you want to see for yourself now? Well, you know what? Like I, what I need to get just like have enough time to recuperate yeah so that then i have enough time to actually improve things about my quality of my life like i i would like to have some time to get back into like some fitness routines and like Mm -hmm. i've developed a lot of bad habits especially from the pandemic i don't Mm -hmm. know i developed so many bad habits with the pandemic about just like cleanliness and like Right. I I I no longer this is weird. I no longer put my clothes away. Like right. I wash them. I used to wash them and put them in my drawer. Now I wash them and I just wear them from the laundry mm-hmm. onto my body. Mm-hmm. There is no proper precision. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that life i've been there i don't do it anymore but i used to wash my clothes dry them put them in the laundry basket and just pull them from there yeah i just i need to break bad habits and yeah and and i've just found like i've been trying to but i'm like i think i've learned you can't just necessarily go straight there sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're not mentally ready you need like recuperation time and then yeah. you need to like do it. Oh yeah. Um, I've had, so I've had a messy apartment for a while because I was like uh, a week or two ago, I was working a lot and had a couple of gigs and I was very tired and didn't have time. Yeah. And then the next week it was like, okay, time to clean my apartment. But I was too tired and I spent, I would oh. come home. I had the whole day to myself, but I would just spend it on the couch. So recuperation time. But then the other day I got home and I was like, we're doing it. And I, I got called off work and I was like, okay, well, I'm awake. Let's do it. So I cleaned my entire apartment and it feels so good. That's really nice. Yeah. Like I woke up the next day and walked down to my living room and I was like, it's clean. Like this place feels like an inviting space again. And legendarily, you you talk about how you spend hours sitting in your car after you oh, finish yeah. a gig or something. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I need to even like, so when I'm done work, I'll just sit by the bar because I work in a restaurant. Yeah. And the other day someone was like, what are you doing? You finished like an hour ago. Why are you still here? And I was like, I just need to decompress. Like, I just need to you sit. Just, yeah. Yeah. And do nothing. And I did that. Because travel I, is hard. Travel, it is. Travel is harder than we give it credit for. Yeah. Especially in this city. Like in yeah. Toronto, it like, I'll have a friend come in from Oshawa and it'll take her as much time to meet me across town uh-huh. as it will for me to get across town 
and she's coming from a whole other city. I feel so fortunate to have a a soccer mom in my husband Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's anything that he always says, oh, I hope I'm contributing enough. It's like honestly, you're my soccer. You're my soccer mom. If I didn't have you at this point, I don't think I would show up at shows at all. Adam doesn't think he contributes enough. Adam is like a hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he is. Yeah. I mean, the drag husband. But like, yeah, it, it's... there's a lot of y'all that have a little drag husband who like, yeah, helps you out a lot. And like well, he actually gigs and... is my husband. But yeah. yeah, no, Adam is very happy to be part of. And as much as I get out of it, he gets something out of it because he gets to feel part of that world, too, I think. Right. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets to see the 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 reality behind the curtain of a fabulous drag queen, and he appreciates a lot of my performances, <laughs> such as anything I do to Alanis Morissette. Everything and anything, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and I pre- I like somebody in the audience who gets what I like too. Oh yeah, he'll he'll understand every um, era of Alanis. Yeah. Canadian pop star to uh, well, whatever she's doing now with like I don't know, Kabbalah yoga or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. Speaking of Kabbalah, I'm going back to Seattle. I'm going to see Madonna again. Oh, my last no. time seeing her live. It's going to be my third time. I'm very excited. So you've you've seen Ma- Madonna three, three times. Is this because you you think that she's done at this point? Yeah. Well, it is me making up for lost time because. I meant I, I was meant to see her when I was 13 when she came to Montreal with the girly show and my mom wouldn't let me go. And I was oh. a huge Madonna fan in the 80s and 90s. And then by the time I was like old enough to buy my own ticket, I didn't care about her anymore because I started to hate her music. Like in the 2000s, everything post that I was like, no, thank you. You don't like and... bitch, I'm Madonna. Sorry. You don't like bitch. I'm Madonna. I really don't. I or, really don't uh... like that song. Time goes by. I love that one. So slow. So I like that Confessions tour. Like I should have gone to that concert, but I didn't. Okay. But this one, when she announced this, it's her like 40 year career retrospective. I was like, that's the concert for me to go to. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go hard. I'm making up for lost time here. So I got tickets in Paris, Toronto, and Seattle. Yeah. Last one's coming up. You are going for Madonna. I am. I honestly I didn't am. realize you were so into Madonna. I... I honestly would have thought that you would be more into, um, I don't know, other queens, especially Beyonce, because you literally yeah. taught biography for years. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I have, I've seen Beyonce seven times. Like, I, I don't. Okay. Like, so I, Beyonce yeah. is seven times Madonna's three. So. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's Lady Gaga? How many times have you seen Lady Gaga? I've never seen her. So she's a zero to you. She's a zero. <laughs> I, I would go to her jazz concert, but she only does that one in Vegas. And I don't ever want to go to Vegas. Yeah. Honestly, Lady Gaga concerts are fine. They're fine. I'm sure they're spectacular. But I never got in, I never got into her. It took me a really long time. Like I like her now. Yeah. I appreciate her now. It took me a really long time to get into her. I I mean controversial, but like I I don't know. I I, I think she's fine. You named your first drag persona after her. I did. And I went to the monster ball. Um and it it, it kind of created this whole rah rah thing. I uh was you know, she premiered Bad Romance at the at one of the concert at the concert I was at oh. in Montreal. No way. Yeah, it had never been out apparently, and she actually did it for the first time in the big atom type costume oh, she wow. did. And honestly, the first time I heard "Bad Romance," I was like, mm-hmm. "Eh, <laughs> really? Okay." <laughs> it's one of those songs that grows on you. It definitely is not yeah. a great song to hear it for the first time. I think I saw the video first, <laughs> and it reminded me of Tom Petty's video for. Don't come around here no more. The mm-hmm. Alice in the Wonderland video where they like cut mm-hmm. her up like she's cake. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Have you not seen that video? It's no. classic. It's, it's good. Like, bon Appetit Baby, Katy Perry. I, think. I don't know that one, but it always comes up on my Instagram music when I go to select a song for brunch. It says Bon Appetit, Katy Perry. And I'm like, well, I don't know. does anybody know that song? Bon Appetit Baby. Not really. It's not one of her good ones. Right. She's had a lot of flops, despite how wildly popular she is. Yeah. Well, she had like those two really good albums. Yeah. 
that had like nonstop hits, even though she hasn't won a single Grammy. Um, yeah. And then since then, I'm like, I don't really know. She kind of became cringe. What about Taylor Swift? Do you no. think, do you, are you into her? No. Can't me, stand. Me, honestly, I'm not really a huge Taylor stan either. No. I, don't even, I don't even respect her. Like, I respect her songwriting skills, I guess. Yeah. But I don't respect her as a person or an artist. Right. I just don't think she's original. I don't think, I don't like how she's selectively political. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot about her. Did you I, hear I mean, that? Terrible performer, terrible singer, can't she, dance. She's fine. Yeah. She's awkward and cringe as a person. Like when she speaks, I'm like, ugh. Right. Apparently her and her football player broke up already. Oh, have they now? Um, I have never believed a single relationship she's ever been in. Unofficially. Every There's no way that you're in the middle of a world tour and you break up with one huge celebrity and start dating another in the middle of a world tour. It doesn't, you, that's not real. It's not real. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the NFL paid for it. The well, exactly. The NFL guys that are watching certainly didn't like seeing Taylor on their screen a lot, but they right. were certainly they were certainly selling a lot of t-shirts to young girls. You know, when I was living in Ottawa, there are two female pop stars who were dating Ottawa senators, and one of them mm. was Hillary Duff, uh -huh. and the other one was Carrie Underwood. Oh. And the big rumor, I think they were both married to these guys at the time. Uh -huh. And the big thing was that like Hillary would walk in with the crowd and she would sit with all the other um, hockey wives. Mm -hmm. And like if a jumbotron went on her, she'd like wave and like be happy. Right. And then and then Carrie Underwood would always come in through the back and she wouldn't sit with the wives. She would sit in her own little booth. And if the camera ever went on her, she would hide. Right. And that tells you a lot about a person. Like somebody who's doing it for public attention versus someone who's like, I don't want my relationship to be publicized at all. No, that's not how I saw it. I saw it as like Hillary Tubbs, like a queen of the people. She's out there and she's like, I'm one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, my I favorite know. thing about Hillary Duff is that when he proposed to her, there's paparazzi photos of him proposing on the balcony and then her giving him a blowjob. What? Yes. There's a series of paparazzi photos and it's him on a knee and then her crying and putting the ring on and then it's her <laughs> giving him a blowjob. Maybe she's just bending down to pick something up. You know, it's very possible. However... And, it, and it just happened to be by his penile region. <laughs> oh my and God. I, that's, that's a queen I respect. That's somebody that I'm like, that's my girl. Well, you you have good taste in names. Hillary's are are very exactly. Good. Only she's a one L Hillary, and I think that's weird. I know, but apparently most people spell it with one L. I I lock her up. Lock her <laughs> up. <laughs> Isn't that weird? No, Hillary Clinton spells it with two L's, like I do. Oh, I... and she's evil. So I guess with the <laughs> double L's are all evil, <laughs> right? <laughs> Aren't they all? She sent me a text the other day and said, hey, I've been thinking a lot of <laughs> Hillary Clinton sent way, you the same yeah, text? She's like, hey, I've been thinking about the way I treat you and I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm that I'm not I'm mean just... to you. It's <laughs> 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 oh, a callback. Well, now is a good callback. Thank you. That's a sketch. Sketch I'm, wor comedy. I'm working on my callbacks. I'm working on them. You're, you're, you're good at the sketch comedy and the improv. It's good. You should try that sometime. And instead of lip syncing, you know. I'm not very good at lip syncing. You're right. I should. I was I should thinking a lot gears. about, I was thinking a lot about lip syncing a lot lately. Um, and how RuPaul's Drag Race has firmly like made it so drag queens do nothing but <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean like and you're kind of an oddball out if you don't lip sync especially in North right. America you're right. really wacky people are like what do we do with you mm -hmm. what do I do with you on my show no one wants to hear you what what do I do with you 
But I keep thinking about like all of my favorite drag performers and I think about how little they lip sync. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that part. <laughs> right. That part. Yeah. Like, the what is this guy doing? My cat is being <sighs> wild right now. Um, no, they're, the, 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 you think of all the drag legends and you don't think of lip syncers. No. You think of Divine. Um, RuPaul. Yeah. yeah, even RuPaul. Even RuPaul. She sings. She has albums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they all write comedy. They do sketches. They they sing live. They write parody songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single one. Uh-huh. Um, but it's Because like... they all do live shows. Like, yeah. go to Provincetown. Go to Puerto Vallarta. It's live shows where yeah. people value singing. So it's really it's really weird. Um, when I walk into a typical show or I'm, I'm invited to do a show and they're just kind of like, what are your songs? And I'm like, none. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. And it's like, well, what do you what do you what do you what do you even mean? What what do you what do you what do you even mean? Lip yeah. sync lip sync for your life, honey. And I'm like, what? And also Drag Race has completely and utterly made drag all about fashion. And right. I love fashion. I do. I swear to God. <laughs> but it's not all fashion. Drag can be anything you want it to be. I do appreciate that on this season, they have a lot of girls who don't know shit about fashion. Thank God. <laughs> and who have like very basic drag. I love that. Yeah. 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 Very like small town drag <laughs> this feels great. like we should start talking about this new uh this new episode this new oh, season sure. season 16 i guess hey wait did you also watch uk versus no, the world no oh, no you're not going to no absolutely there's not a, well that let is... me tell you first episode is um talent show and there's a lot of live there's less limb syncing than normal i appreciate that um yeah. but i just i just find <laughs> Yeah, it's a very talented cast. I'm very excited about them. Like the international okay. cast is like top tier. Like people who can perform, people who have looks, people have personality. And Ugh. that that's what you're saying. The the international cast has the talent. Oh, the Americans are. I don't know why they chose those American girls. Yeah, I I yeah. There's only two of them, and and I'll spoil it because I don't care. One of them is already gone. So good. Oh, I know. I know exactly who. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't surprised. But yeah. I also think because in Canada, because we're so close to the States and mm -hmm. we always have a chip on our shoulder about not mm -hmm. being American or whatever. I think we and Canada's drag race is really bad for this. We always try and be like them. Right. But like, can't we just be ourselves and like be what Canada Canadians are good at? And <sighs> I yeah. just. You know, like we don't have to lip sync for our lives all the time and do lullaparuzas and nonsense like that when really that's not clearly that's not necessarily all we're about. I don't, I don't know. It's just I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> OK, uh, let's take a break and then talk about Drag Race. Yeah, let's go cry about this and then come back. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Break time's over, baby. Over. We're back, baby. Oh, we're back, and we you are crying. I know. Well, you dried your tears. You dried your eyes. I have a lot of emotions. I have a lot of emotions for someone who doesn't even go here. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> feeling my emotions like an amazing rainbow. I just have a lot of feelings. Um, this really episode, wide by the way, for... vagina and a heavy flow. <laughs> Show us. <laughs> Show us. If you are listening at home on your podcast app, we are also currently on YouTube. This yep. is also a video podcast now. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've recently just decided uh, I got a 
new computer so I can actually just put it on the YouTube. So check out Hillary uh, YouTube.com slash Hillary Yass to watch our beautiful <laughs> mugs uh, and the same podcast. I don't know. We're not in we're not in drag. Don't get too excited. No, sorry. We're not in drag. Yeah. But you can see really blurry versions of our drag rooms behind us. <laughs> Yours is blurry. Yeah. Mine's like crystal clear. Yeah. I can I can turn the blur off and on. Oh and ah, on oh, and on. Ah, I like it. There is a piece of some vegetable in my teeth and I can't get it out. It's Do very I annoying. Have vegetables in my teeth? No. Mine's like in there, like at the back. It's, I don't like it. I need to go floss. No. Not right not now. now. I mean, not right now. <laughs> you mean the dance? You you just want to floss dance? You're, I just need to dance. You're a very good dancer. I need to do the floss. You're a very good dancer. And then the wop. Oh, the wet ass pussy. Is that the one where you get on the ground and you just kind of slam your vagina into the floor and you you go? Wait, like isn't the, isn't wop W O P? Isn't that a different dance? W O P. Wop wop wop. Oh, I don't wop. know what the wop is. I mean, I was talking about the wap. No, you were. You were talking about the wet ass. But yeah, yeah. I know that one. You know, yeah. even I do that one because all you have to do is lie on the floor and thrust. Yeah. I have seen some people <laughs> attempt that and move the wrong part of their body. They'll like what? move their leg. What? And I'm like, it's not. What do you mean? What? Leg? They move their leg? Yeah. Who is who is this person? I'll tell you off camera. And why do they not know how to do sex? Yeah, great question. <laughs> That's an amazing question. It's like, okay, honey, we're going to have to go back to remedial school. I know. Do the kids not really not know? Do they really not know? This was not a kid. Pornhub porn has been around for a very long time at this point. There's no excuse. It's free. It is free. There's no so excuse. Free. It's extremely free. There's your tips, kids. Pornhub is free. Yeah. <laughs> That's life tip from your elders. I mean, come on. Parents still don't ever want to teach their kids about sex sex stuff. So I mean I would you gotta never learn it want somewhere. my parents to teach me about that. Right? Thank God there's pornography. I learned the old fashioned way by being a barely legal teen going to an older man's home that I met on the internet. That's called church. Moving on. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I remember I used to. We're gonna get on a drag race. I promise. No, we're not. I promise. We're not. We're not. No. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about. I remember <laughs> awkward first sexual experience. I yeah. I remember hiding some pictures that I oh. printed out on <gasps> our old like teen, oh, you know, like no. old school printer that went. Did it have um, holes on the side? Was it with one of the holes on the side that you would rip off? Me, well, maybe it was. It was maybe like an inkjet, so like a little, like a generation. Okay. Pro, for, so yes. it was in color, you know, but like right. Um, but because back then, porno sites were not as plentiful. No, you would just have to Google full fr full frontal male nudity. Yeah, and and videos were like only little clips. It wasn't full streaming services, and right. I did I didn't have subscription, so I would just like find little snippets here and there. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of how I ha ha realized into my sexual awakening was this I because I started searching porno, and then I realized very slowly. That I preferred looking at the gentleman. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like, um, yeah. But I had my pictures, and it had boys and girls, and oh. but I, but I, but clearly the pictures that I printed out always featured a very attractive man. Of course they Not, did, and less prominent woman. Do you know what I right. mean? Yeah, you know, for me you... it was porn, full on porn, because uh, we had pay-per-view when i was a kid but we didn't wow. have official pay-per-view we had a, a black box yeah which would have been scrambled if you weren't paying for pay-per-view but then yeah. we had the descrambler mm. um which was like the illegal way to watch it oh, so we had wow. that and i would set our vhs player mm -hmm. to record porn overnight because that's when the porn would play oh wow and so i didn't have to like 
be around for when it was on. It was on VHS and when nobody was around. And this would all be straight porn too, right? It was all straight porn. And at first, because I was probably like, what, 12 when this was happening. Maybe Mm -hmm. like grade eight. Is that with 13? And so, yeah, I would watch these, this porn with my, my cousins and like stuff. Like we like really enjoy it. And we were looking at the girls, but then eventually I was like, you know dick, what? Though, that, yeah. that, that dick that's entering that woman is actually yeah. something I would like to experience. Do you remember Blue Nui and Blue Nui, Blue, of course. Richard's Diaries. Those were on late at night at t- on TV, uh-huh. like midnight. Emmanuel. And I remember many, uh, you know, like uh, high school. A Shannon Tweed movie. High school or early, you know, slumber party or whatever, where we would stay up and we would see them and we would watch it. <laughs> and, you but know, with, my, with corn. my friend, with my friends or whatever, like on a birthday. Or, I don't know, whatever. Right? right. And so and then I remember, yeah, it's softcore. But I would I would always I, I remember saying to them very candidly once. Just like, gosh, I keep watching it every night because I know one day, I, I, like, they never show the guy's dick. But, like, I bet one day they will. And then everyone was like, uh, how do you want to see that? And I was just like, I don't know. Curiosity. Oh it's science. What do you mean? <laughs> wow. You're like, just to compare. Just to compare with mine. To compare. I'm just fascinated. Um, Just fascinated. Wow. Women's rights. What Am I right? Uh, and I, you know, there were like very subtle, obvious hints that like were so clear when you look back, but like no one was encouraging it. No one was mm-hmm. encouraging you to be gay. No, of course no not. One. Which was shocking. I In this episode of Drag Race, a couple of the contestants talked about how their their mother allowed them to dress up as Dorothy for Halloween yeah. and shit yeah. like that. And I was like, who the fuck are these Gen Z entitled little pricks that they got treated so well as children? Are they entitled <laughs> or are they reaping the benefits of what we didn't have, what we fought for? <laughs> I, guess. I mean, that's the whole point of trying to change the world is so that people do get to be entitled like that. I know, but it, it was just so wild to think. I mean, man, no one would be encouraging me. I know. But that also goes to prove is that like grooming isn't a thing because we all turned out gay when people were telling us not to be gay. Exactly. No, grooming is never a thing. It's just a stupid propaganda piece. Of course it is. They just like they just like saying, but the children for everything. It, w- it, w- it would be for anything. It would be for anything. Taylor's oldest time. It's that Simpsons uh, Mrs. Lovejoy. Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Won't someone think of the children? I mean, I made a little post the other day, but I truly believe it. I think it's actually more abusive to children to spread misinformation about um, child abuse. You were so right with that. Like it is it is abusive to children to be spreading misinformation about child abuse. There are kids that are being abused. This is real. This is real shit right now. And I'm like. How dare you go and say a drag queen who's living their best life and trying to promote positivity is doing that? That is like completely casting blame in the total incorrect direction. Yes. And you are part of the problem. And quite frankly, that's abusive to children. So like, don't fucking do it, bitch. Don't. Do not. To tell people to stop being who they are. And in this age, in 2024 and and, and more, like in the future, misinformation, misinformation Mm -hmm. is going to be one of the biggest challenges our society will face. No one knows what's real anymore. And it's going to get worse. With deep fakes and literally, like everything can be fake. AI, everything can be faked. Yeah. So everything scary. that comes out of a, a recent president's mouth. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that he said was true half mm-hmm. the time. And everyone was just like, okay with it. And and you're like, but no one was checking him on anything. And you're like, right. where has, where has our sensitivity to the truth gone? Yeah. I don't know. And it's Wait, scary. Yeah. It's very scary. It is fucking terrifying. I hate it. I hate the mm. world we're living in. I'm ready for it to just be like completely nuked so we can start over. Well, I I, I don't 
think we should nuke ourselves. <laughs> I don't think we should do it ourselves, but it's gonna something's gonna happen. Like, yeah, something, like well, it's the world. The, the Earth is not doing good. Yeah, it's possible. There's a there's a lot to that statement. I think like apparently in Rochester, there's a clock that that's like basically telling us how much time we have left. Oh yeah, the Rochester Wait. clock. Yeah, it's yeah, so a Rochester clock. <laughs> the Rochester clock. Oh yeah, famous Rochester clock. The Rochester, Rochester clock. clock. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's how it's long. Like a this... little wristwatch, actually. How much? <laughs> <laughs> how much longer we have until this Earth is no longer sustainable to live on? Apparently, oh, the yeah. clock is is now at like five years. We got five years left. Well, um, and I believe it, it. It depends upon what you mean. Like, what does sustainability mean? Like, uh, I think. You know, the global warming effect is is actually a little bit worse than scientists were predicting. I think that's pretty yeah. fucking obvious. But And um, it's just it's just being like exponentially fast tracked right now because of what's happening in Gaza. Like all those bombs are really emitting so much CO two into the air that's like that should not be there and it's destroying this planet in a very quick way. I mean, I agree with a lot of conspiracy theory and stuff around the Kaza and like Oh, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's like science. Like that's the, like the environmentalists are telling us stuff. But like I'm not sure about the bombs really warming the No, they are. It's here. destroying the planet. Sure. Okay. It is. <laughs> Look it up. It's science. Like literally there's hundreds of articles on it. Eh, okay. I oh mean, so God. are so are cow emissions and cars, but I mean, you know, yeah. But that's been a slow process over. This is like very. This they've dropped more bombs in a very short amount of time than they have in full on oh, wars, like years. It's long ridiculous, wars. but I mean, yeah. the a lot of bombs are getting dropped all over. I mean, drums are uh, in the Ukraine. Tons of bombs are being dropped. Mm-hmm. Bombs are dropped quite often. I mean, there's a lot of industry. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but 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 global warming is it's really interesting. I I re-listened to a lot this YouTuber, um, Sabrine Hostenpfeffer or whatever, and she's like this no nonsense German lady, and she's very interesting. She tells it to you straight. Right. <laughs> Good, but I think the thing is like. I don't think society like society might melt down. I don't think the human race will end. I think it's just a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. A lot of people are going to die. And that's what makes me so mad about like the Gaza war um, and Israel and, and uh-huh. this, this, just like this war over this, this land that is relatively insignificant in the world's structure. Okay. Right. Like it's not water. It's not a valuable resource because like within 40 years, we are going to be fighting over resources period, Uh period. Like, and this war is completely fucking pointless nonsense. Bullshit. That has been going on for a hundred years, and it's ridiculous. I'm so mad about it. Good. Like I hate it. I hate. I mean, there's so much bullshit propaganda. Uh, I mean, why? Why? Like, obviously, ceasefire. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's rude. It's rude. There it's are more. Rude. That's there what are, to. It's rude. There are more important things to be worried about in our world than this fucking nonsense. And it is literally all about money. It and the humanitarian the money. humanitarian crisis is insane. Like yeah. People are dying. Mm-hmm. So many people are dying. It's horrible. Mhm. Oh, I hate it. But listen, the United Nations are working with Hamas, so we have to get rid of them too. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking conspiracy theory. Mhm. I mean, that's just like Democrats are fucking aliens that are pedophiles. Oh, they're all lizard kids. people, yeah. Yeah, we're all lizard people. Great, thanks. Frazzle drip, everybody. Frazzle drip. <laughs> Have you heard the frazzle drip conspiracy theory? What's that? It's something about like sacrificing small children and drinking their blood to become youthful. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. I yeah. mean, hey, RuPaul does it. If RuPaul does it, it works for me. I'll, she looks I'll... amazing. She looks, she looks amazing. She is snatched. She's hosting season sixteen of Drag Race, and yeah. we are in episode six. Yeah. 
Um, and this episode a, was fun. I mean, I actually kind of yeah. like this cast. It's fun. It is actually a really fun cast. And I think it comes down to the fact that there are so many basic queens on it. Yeah. What do you mean by basic, though? I mean, like, they're not high fashion. They're not incredible Ooh, personalities. Names. I want names. Oh, great. I'll give you names. I'll yeah. give you Geneva Carr. I'll give you Maya, whatever her name yeah. is. I will give you yeah, um, the Maya. a mandatory meeting. I will give you... Yeah, a mandatory meeting honestly belongs on Camp Wanikiki. No, you're so right. When she came out with that egg nest thing i was like that would have killed on camp on apparently this is hot tea behind the scenes apparently um we were worried that um amanda had stolen the look from avery goodname <sighs> avery goodname did a look very similar it was the robin eggs were her boobs and she came oh. out as a giant mother bluebird oh avery goodname on camp on season five right fantastic uh, which was a very good take on it because it was uh, the challenge was balls. It was like ball okay. look, so the balls are her boobs, and right. Avery always has these gigantic boobs. That's part of her character. Yes. Um, Amanda would have filmed Drag Race before that aired, though. This is true. So it's true. So Avery cleared the air and was like, "No, no, no." She was filming while we were doing our thing, so she would never have known. However, apparently, when she came out with that look, um. <clears throat> One of one of her friends showed her a picture of a man of uh, Avery's look, which came out at a very similar time. Oh, okay. So uh, Amanda apparently apologized about it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, <laughs> we should do but... a photo shoot sometime. <laughs> hey, listen, you know all about that. I know all about that because I had my couch look, and ironically, Canada's Drag Race uh, had three in one season <laughs> had like four. Like apparently. Like Vivian Vanderpuss did a couch look. She walked in in a couch, yeah. Irma Gert um, has a couch look that she's never worn because she saw mine and then never wanted to post it ever again because oh, I really? mine looks much better. Hee <laughs> 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 hee. I got that's what I'm theorizing. Anyway, I'm just being a bitch. Um, oh, and gotcha. and also Bombay apparently yeah. had a couch look as well. Yeah. Uh, but she turned it into some sort of lampshade. Um, yeah. So I found out about all these couch looks. Um, so we were gonna we were talking about doing a photo shoot, but it just never happened. It never right. happened. And mine was the best. So I know you can't top yours. You just can't top mine. You it's can't just, top it. It's not it good won, enough. It won the episode. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it won. Yeah. The episode. But that's crazy. No, yeah. I agree. I mean, there's lots of. Uh, I like how they have. And they also have queens with um with mouths. Like there there are a lot of yeah. queens that are watching their mouth. But right. there there are also queens that are like not afraid to talk. Amanda, plain Jane. Yes. Although yes. what's your what is your take on plain Jane? What is it? What do you what do you are you appreciating her for what she's giving? Yeah. You I are? think I'm I'm appreciating plain plain. So I think she just She's just not afraid to like say it. She's just a bitch. She just wants to say it. She's like, that's the way she says it. You know, she just does. But she doesn't need to say it. Why? Why not? Why shouldn't she say it? <laughs> Every, otherwise, everyone else would just be like, oh, my God, your look is so great. Like Nymphia Wind is so bad at that. Nymphia. I love, love Nymphia. But like, she's just like, oh, wow. You're wow. Mm, looking good shady shady eye I camera find that so i so fun I love i find that so much more fun to watch safira is such a stoic bitch like mm -hmm. like she just says nothing she's like uh-huh like uh there's so many people that you can tell have such huge personalities that like just suck it all in because right. they're like afraid of being too much and i'm like no uh like, I don't I want, like my read on Safira is that, I want the All-Stars version. I want the All-Stars version now. Right. I feel like Safira is like a legend, basically. She's been doing drag for a very long time and She's she great. has that like motherly status. So she doesn't Yeah. She, so the opposite of Plain Jane, she doesn't need to say everything in order to convey everything. Like when she told Amanda, she's like, Your personality is much better than your drag. Yeah. Like that was her saying it but like and it 
it was in a kind way, even though it doesn't sound like it's in a kind way. Whereas yeah. like plain Jane is just like being a bitch for no reason. And also like, who are you? Why should what I is, care about what you have to say about me? What is your read on Maya? Because I, she I, thinks that she's like the biggest personality in the room. And I know, I kind of know people like this who think they're huge yes, personalities. Yes. I know a lot of people like this. And I'm just like, you are virtually non-existent as a human being. I know. But I you know. have such talent. But like, you don't even yeah. exist in yeah. a conversation. <laughs> it really makes me wonder how you can possibly think you're loud. Yeah. When, when Rue was like, are you loud? And she goes, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. if you're actually loud, your response to that should be like, yeah, yeah. bitch, I'm fucking loud. Yeah, I'm loud. Like, what, like what, do you, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I think if you're going to claim to be something, you should actually be that thing. You know, I keep thinking that so many of these people too, you know, they, they, they're so still stunned, stunned by the environment they found themselves in. Yeah. I I think a lot of people are not ready for TV. They're not ready. They're like, they walk in the room and they're like, holy fuck. What is this place? Oh my God. I'm literally working 60 hours a week. Oh my God. I'm so tired. It's like, yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. Takes forever forever yeah <laughs> even like Zunami, i think she's fantastic and i've heard so much about her and then she gets her yeah like, like i understand what q was saying because she's not really she's not popping she's not popping no she's gorgeous yeah. i like her a lot but like yeah. I, don't, I don't see I don't, I don't remember anything she's done and q my god what an amazing like creator of yes. of stuff that like the 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 the, the skill yeah, on this episode, the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they saved Q for last because, like, um, the judge, uh, what's his name, uh, Bug guy, um, Brugar. You know, he's the he's the snippy queer guy. You know what's his name? La Roach. Co- La Roach. Yeah, cockroach. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Literally, it was like, okay, Q. I wasn't ready. Everyone came out and did their thing. And then Q came out and just like squatted and shit all over the competition. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she did. Le- the The garment was so well constructed. Oh. The, the The shoes were covered. The, the, the wig was made out of fabric. The edges yeah. were snatched it was conceptual it was a it was also a oh, brand, wire like it was also a branded product like i was like this is more than more than a, a fashion challenge or anything this is a branding challenge it's like uh-huh. who are uh-huh. you how do you sell yourself if you were a doll how, what would you sell yeah and half of them didn't even get it they didn't understand that. I don't understand why Dawn was on the top. I think what she made was really ugly and it didn't tell me who Dawn is. Like Because the branding was so strong. I it was a it was a space girl. And this is why it was a branding challenge for me. It was a space girl. Dawn is clearly a magical Dawn is like a woodland creature. Or a space elf. Could be a space elf, you know. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell that to Mr. Spock. Oh, oh, you know what? You got me there. You yeah. got me there. You and do. It, and I mean, like, I think that's what they wanted. They were like, hey, guys, I know you're making these fucking little outfits and shit. We've already done that in like week two. Yeah. We're asking you to make a doll. Uh-huh. What do you think that's about? It's about knowing thyself. It's about what's your brand, bitch. Uh-huh. You know? What a hard challenge to make an outfit and then make the same outfit for oh. in a miniature version. That's. I could never. It's so hard. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Poor poor everybody, honestly. There <laughs> there was there was a lot of ugly outfits, frankly. Um Yes, there were. A lot of ugly outfits. Although as ugly as they were, I could never have made a single one of those outfits. Also, the, I feel like they just didn't give them enough material. Like what was it with mm. the red fabric that they gave um Geneva? And they didn't even give her enough. Like, uh, what? <laughs> Did she just mess up? Yeah, she ran out. Of, she had to switch her outfit because there was not enough of that stretch velvet. Oh, I thought she was switching because what she made was like really not working and like really ugly. No, she wanted to. 
have bigger ruffles and stuff made out of the red velvet, but there was literally not enough of the red velvet once she made a dress oh. that was big enough for herself. I'm like, what the fuck is that up with? Like, where, why are they limiting the fabric to these people? Well, that's the challenge. Yeah. But is it? Like, it's not the challenge. Like, the challenge is make an outfit, make an outfit for your doll. Like, the challenge shouldn't be like, oh, there's a limited amount of fabric. Well, they did have to fight for their fabric, though. They did. It wasn't, it wasn't just the same amount of fabric for everybody. That was really weird, too, because RuPaul was out of the room by that point. Uh-huh. Did you notice that? Like, RuPaul didn't yeah. even stay for, like, the go. <laughs> I know. Did I didn't see a go moment. They just, like, ran for it. Yeah, they just, like, cut to it. was like, boop. And then they all just ran. I was like, wow, I guess lunch was early that day. <laughs> RuPaul doesn't even have time to say go anymore yeah. on her own show. RuPaul. We're seeing a lot more of T.S. Madison this season, which I like. Do you think TS is going to be the new host of Drag Race? No, I don't think there is. I don't. I don't. I think you'll have to pry that show out of Rue's cold dead hand. She's making too much money off of it. Yeah, but I mean, do you think she's going to do it for much longer? Yes, I don't see her slowing down at all. Yeah. She only she's ramping up. Yeah, that's fair. She makes so much money, doesn't she? Yes. Have you seen her home tour? Yeah. Yeah. I. She has a disco like, room. I knew she, she was. I knew she, has she was the couches rich. on casters so she can move the couch and then just yeah. throw a casual disco. <laughs> like I knew she was rich, but I didn't know like have a ballroom in your home, rich. Like I didn't know she was that kind of rich. RuPaul is so rich that she goes on Jimmy Kimmel and says that Trixie Mattel's rich. <laughs> it's really amazing like considering where she came from to where she is now like that's fucking amazing yeah any drag queen honestly i mean yeah. the level of fame but it's still very niche it's still very niche there's still a lot of niche quality to drag yeah, there is i mean we saw that like did you ever, have you watched the traders at all <sighs> traders traitors yeah. yes oh the thing that fierce was on Yes. Okay. So, um, Peppermint is on season two of the American season. The American one, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Fierce and Delicious was on season one of, one Canada, of Canada, which yes. is why I'm bringing up our friend Mrs. Fierce Delicious, Fierce of the Pod. She recently mentioned us on a podcast she was on. She did on Erica Cass, who was her co star on The Traders. Um, she did. She shouted us out, which is really great. Shouting yeah. us out for like helping her with comedy and like really giving us our, our, our props. Which is true. Like, we yeah. have actually helped her with comedy a lot in our lives. And it's so rare <laughs> for someone to to acknowledge the people that helped you with comedy. Like, people are like, this designer designed this for me. But no one ever oh, says, this comedian wrote these jokes for me. Oh, I know. You know and I mean? then they went and paid the designer thousands of dollars. And they, they went <laughs> over to me and they're like, hey, can you write some jokes for me? And they paid me nothing. Yeah, isn't that fun? So that's comedy. So we're calling it out, Fierce. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going back to the trader, so Peppermint is on season two, and it's a it's a show of like all reality stars. Yeah, and a lot of them are either from the Real Housewives, from Survivor, from Big Brother, yeah, from the real world. And those people all know each other going in from their respective shows. Peppermint had no one because no one from Drag Race was on it. Yeah, but not only that, but no one knew who she was because nobody there was queer and watches Drag Race. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, as this queer audience, we think Drag Race is the biggest fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, nobody cares. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. 90% of the world still does not give a shit. Yeah. Like almost 90%. They're, they're watching soccer or uh, American football or whatever. Uh -huh, Seriously. And they get uh, upset when fucking Taylor Swift takes up five seconds of screen time instead of looking at, you know, the quarterback's ass. Which is what you know that all the dads are doing. They're just like, mm, give me that quarterback ass. This is why I like dads. <laughs> <laughs> are we in our dad? Also, are we in our daddy era? Yes. Are you in a daddy era? Do you get called daddy? I've had people try to call me daddy and I'm like, am I a dad? Sometimes I wonder lately, especially. I still feel like a baby. Well, yeah, me. I I've always felt like a, uh, I don't know, a soft young woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes, especially like in my new position of power, like 
as a manager at a training center or whatever, like sometimes I feel very like, wait, am I the daddy here? <laughs> you like, are dad age. Are, are people just kind of like, Mm. like i'm like stop it i'm married <laughs> <laughs> everyone's trying to get with hillary yes it's weird i don't i mean not i'm not saying like i'm 100 percent sure but you know what sometimes you just get that the little feeling and you're like wait a second right is this person okay and the answer is no you just had something right. on your face yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just, it's wishful thinking, but I've never been very good at reading people's, um, you know. Flirting is hard. Flirting. Yes, it is. It's hard to tell sometimes. I've got all my husbands on like fucking okay, Cupid, plenty of fish, like where it's like very clear. It's like, no, this is, this is a date. This yeah. is a date. <laughs> Even then I'll meet some people on there and then go on a date and I'm like. Is this a date? It just feels like friendship. I've done that too. One time, yeah. I think one guy asked me out on a date, but I wasn't 100% sure it was a date. The whole time I spent eating blueberry ice cream, trying to figure out how to ask if this was a date. And I never <laughs> got there. And then I oh. left and I was like, anyways. <laughs> I had somebody I that was- never know. I went on several dates with this one guy. And then I remember asking him, I was, I was about to go on vacation before I did. I was like, Hey, are we dating? <laughs> and then his response was, that's a great question. Let's talk about that when you come back. And we never did. Did he take his dick out of your ass first? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great place to end the uh, conversation. All right. We did it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Squirrel Talk. You can follow us on Instagram at Squirrel Talk Podcast and watch us live at <laughs> Hillary Ass on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks, squirrels, for tuning in. Glad we got to talk a little bit about Drag Race. You know, we, we have to keep up the pretense, at yeah, least. Pepper it in a little bit so people know this is a podcast about drag. If you're interested in actually hearing about the episodes and like talking about the fashion and stuff, our uh, Sonar our Sister sonar podcast, sisters. <laughs> they do it so much better than us, and they were actually were on Drag Race. Um, what are they called again? Complicated or something? Semi-qualified queens. Oh, I thought it was semi, semi-complicated queens. Semi-complicated queens. <laughs> and I think, did they win? Did they win a, a podcast award too? I think they did, yeah. They probably won the one that we won before. Yeah, best film and TV podcast. Yeah, I think that's what they did. So like, congrats to them. And, yeah, congrats um, to you guys, but we did it first, so. Yeah, I'm glad that you're doing the thing that we don't want to do anymore because yeah, we're thanks, artists. Thanks for picking up the slack. Thanks for because yeah because you know hell like we we don't have the the willpower to live anymore so right well that's it thanks thanks squirrels thanks Selena hey thanks Hillary no thank you no thank you and I'm uh, make make sure to come to Sex and the Golden Girls we're doing that at Comedy Bar every when uh the when the second Wednesday of Wednesday. every month we got a Valentine's one coming up. Um, so, you know, celebrate with your honey. We're actually going to keep doing the show for a while before we, you know, plan our funerals and, uh, that'll be great. That'll be our Frida Claxon episode. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>